Hello, and welcome to The Deep Thought. My name is Samantha Jolene, and I will be co-hosting alongside my friend and fellow deep thinker, Gersa Mersing. The Deep Thought is where two minds meet and present perspectives from lived and learned experiences. We will discuss, question, extrapolate, and synthesize any and all things. Our minds are the only limit. So this podcast is intended to be an unfolding process. We will begin with a thought and follow it as far as we can in a spontaneous and honest way. Our intention is to show up just as we are and speak our authentic truth. We will talk about things that are relevant to us, to the world, to the universe, to the multiverse, and our place within it. So pretty much anything is subject to the deep thought treatment. In this particular episode, we will be talking about trauma and living in the world. We pull examples from our own lives as well as from the Bhagavad Gita, which is an ancient Indian text, and from the Bollywood movie, Bog Milk a Bug. We also talk a little bit about some religious philosophy and how it relates to something that we call the soup, which if you want to find out what that means, well, you'll just have to wait and see. So without further ado, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to The Deep Thought. So how's it going? Uh, yeah, it's going okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh no, what were you gonna say? Start started the day off well. Yeah, the days usually start well, and then and then it's like a roller coaster ride, <laughs> even <laughs> though it, it like on the outside it doesn't really seem like anything's happening. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That that is true. You know. Uh, only the person who goes through the mess knows the mess. Yeah, it's like, so you could look at anybody and you have no idea like what's going on inside of them, but they could just look like they're, I don't know, just calmly like walking their dog, but on the inside they might be like, ah! <laughs> That's very true, that's very true. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely still had the headache um, from yesterday, but uh, some I get like emotional headaches and I forget that that happens. Thinking so, too much? Um, it's more like I'm not letting myself think about something. Really? Yeah, I have like this override that's that's like programmed into my brain mm-hmm. where um, I don't I don't have any control over it. Just like if I'm if things are starting to come up, it's almost like my brain is like no. We're not going to let her think about those things or feel them. But then the result is just like this like headache. Mm-hmm. And like I tried meditating and nothing was really working mm-hmm. until like I sat down actually like literally mm-hmm. like an hour before we started this. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, OK, I have to deal with this. And I just like started writing things down and then writing them down was telling me what was in my head that I wasn't letting myself think about okay okay yeah sometimes like you know you need to uh get into this 
your sight, get before your conscious brain what is troubling your subconscious maybe. And that helps that clear out because conscious, because something that is in the back of your brain, as long as you don't bring it into the front, it won't go. Yeah, well, when we store everything in our bodies too, like yeah. that's pretty much um, what we've been calling trauma these days is mm -hmm. the things that at the time that they happened, we weren't able to digest. Mm -hmm. uh, so our body just kind of held it on until there was a moment where it's like, this person feels safe. So I'm going to start giving them small doses. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been like kind of pushing that, been trying to be my own therapist and, and oh. yeah. <laughs> your own therapist. Yeah, I've been my own therapist for pretty much my whole life. Yeah. That that's that's kind of the of a new concept to me, but I might have done that in my life as well for some time because I I am not a very social person and I have had those days uh, being a child that when I would tell something to someone, they would just, you know, uh use it against me to joke or just like uh rubbish it off. So yeah, the trust factor does go down and you just wait to, uh, you just wait in your life, just live on some, somewhere there, probably suppress some time, but uh, there's some thought or some instance that you see and uh, it, it comes up and it kind of uh, seems as if to answer that, like, why does this happen and why me? Why like this happened to me? And yeah. kind of solves that to some extent it solves that wait what solves that the wise me uh the, like uh the trauma that we store so some instance that uh we see in our life it seems like it, to answer that why did that happen doesn't go away completely maybe but uh it does yeah like, give a little bit of a cushion to that i think uh well let me try to understand so mm -hmm. i guess like my my experience of tapping into things that are really sensitive and really difficult like trauma um is that um i need to feel it so i have to like allow myself to feel the emotions and and not judge them so like prior to this i was sitting there going thinking and remembering um been remembering a lot about my childhood Mm -hmm. um and I just don't remember a lot and that's been bothering me the fact that I don't remember I'm just like I couldn't tell you like I can tell you sort of what I was like when I was younger but not really and I and a lot of it is because it was like I wasn't accepted for who I was and mm -hmm. and so I just like turned that inward so like I'm writing all these things down and just how I feel and even though I know it's it's just my perspective and the way that I was being treated by those people like they were also going through their own experience so they weren't there there's never really any like real like malice you know like those people are probably hurting in a different way or they just don't understand like they're kids and they have their own like everyone has their own little microbiome but when you're like when you're learning to understand it and, and integrate it again uh you have to feel it and you have to feel it honestly you can't like you can't lie to yourself you can't say um, oh, it's okay. You know, let's just move on. You don't need to like, it's not happening anymore. That's a big one. It's like, oh, that's over. It's not happening anymore. So you shouldn't have to feel bad about it, mm -hmm. but it's a part of who you are. And if, if you're like, if you're not accepting it, 
then you'll never get that piece of yourself that you've basically dissociated. You're like, this, I don't want that to be a part of me. Yeah, by you saying it's over, you're saying this isn't a part of me anymore. Um, so if you just feel it and like, I just like let myself cry and then go like, yeah, you know what? Like I felt really alone and I, was, and I just wanna get to a point where I can just laugh about it. Um, I want, yeah, I wanna get to that place. So just like, you know, em embracing those, those things. Like, yeah, I was a crybaby. <laughs> it did cry a lot and I got made fun of for crying a lot. So call me Samantha the crybaby because yeah, I just, I feel deeply. And in order for me to communicate, it, it's, it's an intricate, like intimately connected to how I feel. So if I'm trying to say something that's true, more often than not, I'm gonna like tear up or like be like really like on edge, but yeah. So whatever, Samantha the crybaby, I'm gonna try that one on and see, <laughs> and see how I feel. Yeah, okay, I am a crybaby. Is that well, kind of what you mean? <laughs> No, no, no. Like all of us have been crybabies at some time, some point in time. Some of us, we are, but the, uh, I, I don't know, I heard somewhere or have read somewhere that, you know, people who cry easily at point at uh, instances or something that they see that is like pretty emotionally wrenching, they actually have a good EQ, emotional quotient, they say. Mm. they are stronger because they face their emotions head on they don't just like put it on a side and then deal with it later and like just say you know ah, it was bad it is okay not not that kind of stuff and the other thing you talked about like uh if you're feeling something some way you just can't dissociate from it and just uh pretend that it doesn't happen because like for example uh, I, I had this experience some time ago in january like one of my near and dear ones, my maternal grandfather, he passed away. And it was like, uh, I wanted to move on, like go, go by my life. But I had one experience before where I did that. And I was completely exhausted at the end because, you know, there are some people and there are some instances in our life that May, may just feel like humans gone away, but we are used to them being there subconsciously in a big way, not consciously as much. And when they're gone, it's the subconscious that gets hit. And if it is not faced with, if we don't like uh, give ourselves time to feel that pain, that exhaustion, it'll remain there and it'll turn into anger. And that can cause a lot of harm to us, God forbid, to someone else as well. We can't just dissociate ourselves and pretend that we are okay. No, that is a part of us that we have to deal with it. Yeah, um, you know, just decide. I'm sorry about your grandpa. That must be hard. I've I've lost all my grandparents, so <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. So, to you and your family. Um, I think it's like yes. I want to so yes and so yes to all of that but also like dissociation is actually like a really important biological tool that we have like there's a reason why we dissociate it's to protect ourselves so there's often like we're in a situation where it's just too overwhelming for us to be in our body and to feel it at the time so separating ourselves or dissociating is actually saving us it's helping us 
um, because yeah, you just like you're you're not safe. The body's so intelligent that it's able to do that. So like yeah, dissociation is actually like a really good tool. Um, but it's just later on when you are in a place that feels safe and you do want to start to become, you know, your authentic self. Really like taking all those pieces that were you that you kind of forgot about or you lost um then it can be really helpful to to work on bringing those things back and reassociating and integrating uh in integrating but yeah. yeah it's it's best to do it with somebody else so like with a therapist or someone that you trust so that you know that you're you're safe as well um I just do it I, I do a lot of it my own I do have people that I go to as well but I just I've learned a lot of skills so I know when I'm when I'm safe and then when I'm not that I reach out to people so just so our viewers know dissociating is both good <laughs> and it's something that you know you want to reassociate after so, or so not <laughs> Like you can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> so it depends on the person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Totally. If you never want to remember that again, yeah, then don't. Like, this is your experience. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, dissociation, what I, I what just came to my mind is dissociation is kind of like an emotional management strategy. Mm. Because we have something going on in our lives, but we have to go out and, you know, uh, be a part of others' lives as well. And even in our family, we have to be a part of them. We have a role in our family. So uh, we sometimes in the role of a leader, a de facto leader sometimes in the family, like in joint families in India, if we take it that way, if we are not emotionally managing ourselves, it will be hard for everyone who's looking up to us in the first place. Yeah. And uh, also like if, if say I'm single and I'm, all by myself here and I'm working. Well, I have to deal with a lot of uh, more, what do we say, uh, messy things. Mm. For example, if I'm working in retail, the environment to retail workers is not the very best all the time. So managing your emotions at that place is also key. Yeah, and uh, it is always good to, come back and reassociate it, you know, take it bit by bit, not yeah. at, at one place all the time, but bit by bit, because what I've experienced is it is not like, uh, it won't go off quickly. We have to give it time, not keep coming back to them deliberately, but just give it time so that, you know, that feeling of pain on remembering has passed. Yeah. And the time thing is key mm -hmm. and the not forcing it is key because I've definitely tried to like, come on, I want to remember everything, but it, it really is like, it's got its own timing and you'll be grateful for it too. <laughs> yep. 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 That, that, that is true. That is true. Um, I wanted to ask you something actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're from India. Yeah. Um, so have you read the Bhagavad Gita? Bhagavad Gita. I haven't actually, because okay. Bhagavad Gita is actually the religious book of the Hindus. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Usually, 
like in what context were you asking me uh, if i if i have read bhagavad gita or not like is it something related to india that is seen over here or how is it um no i'm i'm asking more in related to our conversation because okay. it's something that uh, i've been thinking about over the last few months okay because um yeah based on the story of it so like do you know this the story no no i i am not very familiar <laughs> with that well it's it just feels so related in general to what we're talking about because i don't i don't like to just like continue a topic when there's this underlying content that i'm always feeling so i'll i'll do my best to do um a little brief summary Mm-hmm. So the Bhagavad Gita translates as the Lord's song and uh the main character of the story is this guy named Arjuna. Mm-hmm. And it's actually like it's a small part of the story that's part of a bigger epic like the Mahab Oh I'm going to I don't know what this is. The Mahabharata is. Yeah, I, there you go. <laughs> I have an idea of like the Bhagavad Gita is actually has been said to be recited in the battlefield of mahabharat yes that's exactly yeah it's the battlefield so yeah. it's like it's it's the song that talks about this battle between these two families that are the same family yeah yeah but they have to they have to go into battle and it's like good over evil or you know but arjuna's you know he goes up to them and he's like I don't want to fight my cousins. I don't want to fight my family. Yeah. Like yeah. that's not that's not fair. Why do I have to do that? So he actually just like sits down in the middle of the battlefield and he's mm-hmm. like I'm not going to fight. Mm-hmm. I won't do it. Mm-hmm. And then um his charioteer Krishna mm-hmm. who um is like is basically like higher self or uh, yeah. so there's like Atman would be um Arjuna which is like the contained human self that's connected mm-hmm. to source yeah yeah uh, or god or whatever however you want to communicate that and then um krishna's like the brahma or the Brah- brahman so like the god self that the source so it's like he's talking to his higher self mm-hmm. but it comes in in the avatar of krishna and yeah. so he's sitting on the battlefield and krishna's is talking to him and explaining why it's important for him to fight mm-hmm. uh, so this goes through this whole conversation um I read a a translation and mm-hmm. like um a book actually had it right here because I was thinking about it the other day so I brought it mm-hmm. um this one so it's it's the essence of the Bhagavad Gita mm-hmm. so it has all the verses in it okay um I read the, this one first that's just straight up what it is mm-hmm. um but this one is um explained by Paramhansa Yogananda uh, as remembered by Swami Kriyananda and mm-hmm. the philosophy that that um Paramhans, Paramhansa my apologies if Paramhansa, I am butchering yeah. the pronunciation <laughs> um is that like the whole the battlefield and everyone is is a reflection of us in the world um so Arjuna is you Arjuna is me we are on the battlefield in our own lives and everyone around us is family <laughs> like we are being put into situations where um sometimes we have to fight against our family yeah yeah absolutely um, i i yeah. i i so relate to that yes and then at the next level cuz you keep bringing in like consciousness um it's actually 
all of them are us. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. I, I like to use the example of dreaming. So a lot of people will say, everyone in your dream is you. You know, oh, I dreamt about you last night. Well, you were actually dreamt about, it was you, but it was like in the avatar of Gersamar. So it was something in Gersamar that was reflecting back at you that's in you. And that idea is reflected in the Bhagavad Gita, but it's also reflected in our world. So everyone that you meet is at a reflection of you, mm -hmm. but it's also like, we're all our own heroes. Yep. So you're, you're Arjuna, you are the hero in your story. And I'm Arjuna, I'm the hero in my story. Um, so each of us are playing out our own stories, but, and we've chosen different people to play characters in our stories. So I'm a, I'm a specific character in your story, mm -hmm. um, but I'm also, I'm a different character in someone else's story. Like yeah. my mom's story, I'm a different character for her. You know, I'm a different character for the person that I run into on the street, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah, same thing for you. Like you have your own story. So we're all playing for you, but then you're also in other people's place. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Yeah. So it just made me think about like you're talking about in retail. I know you're saying how we have to manage ourselves emotionally um, oftentimes. And it just made me think like, oh, I, I just I wish that more people could remember, not just know, but like remember. Not just think, I guess. Knowing is the remembering, actually, mm -hmm. that, that that other person is you and that you know, that person that's working at the store is a real person. Yeah. They're, they have their own life. They're not, they're not just that character. Mm -hmm. And I think we forget that because we get so caught up in our own stories. Yeah, yeah. That's that we true. forget that other people are, you know, they're also doing the same thing that we are. And we're actually all the same. So <laughs> we're all yeah. from the same, which, yeah. Yeah, that's how I like experience the world. Anyway, I'm more and more, the more that I remember it now, that's how mm. I'd like to experience the world. But we like, we, we go like unconscious, like on purpose, where we like forget that and then we like play the role. Like I was having a conversation with my neighbor yesterday, how she's, she's like, I really like, I hate it when like, I hurt, like, I don't want to hurt anybody. But then sometimes you inevitably play a villain for someone else's, for someone else, because that's the role that they wrote for you. Yeah. And like, it sucks because you're like, oh, I don't want to be the villain. But no matter what, you're going to play all roles. So like, I'm, I'm a villain for a lot of people, um, but I'm not a villain for everyone. And yeah. I like to think in general, I'm not a villain. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, it's not, it's not avoidable. Like all role, we've played all roles yeah. for everyone. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, we might have a certain role specified for us, which we are here in this body to do. But this body also has other smaller roles to play in the lives of other bodies. And th those are important as well. And those are, can be positive, can be negative, can be significant, can be insignificant, but they are there and they always happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And you were talking about like uh, uh, us thinking that we are all the same. And sometimes you forget that. That is where the qualities of like, you know, kindness and empathy and understanding come from. 
So uh, related to the Bhagavad Gita, I'm a Sikh. So in Sikh, the religious uh, scriptures is known as Shri Guru Granth Sahib Maharaj. And in that, it's it has a verse that like, you know, uh, relates to this. Mm. Like in everyone, the God resides. The creator uh, resides in every single bit of the creation and every single bit of the creation itself is a part of the creator. It is like both ways. Yeah. And uh, in religious philosophy, we say that like everybody inside is made of the same soul that is can be said as the part of the higher being of minuscule part of the higher being. So once we realize that, we are able to uh, tap into many good qualities and positivities that we are made of. It just reminded me of the soup. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Everybody, it's a soup or like a huge ocean, like uh, we have rivers, rivulets, lakes, and so much, so many things on this earth made of the same water, yet they are different water bodies. Yeah. Oh, I've heard that uh, there's the quote that goes, um, you are an ocean and a drop. So you are an ocean and a drop. In a drop. Yeah. Oh, yes, that is very, that is very right. Yeah, like the entire ocean is contained in a drop and that's you, but we all were like microbiomes. So we all have our unique flavor yep. because it's different raindrops if if you will that's yeah. if that's the type of drop <laughs> um my my background's in christianity so uh i think about some of the the parables uh usually of of jesus and mm -hmm. a lot of the things too where like i don't i don't know where but i know that there's a few times where they had asked like oh well what do we call what do we call god and the answer was i am and like, so you're, you're saying I am, I'm God. And that it's, I feel like that's often misinterpreted because they're like, oh, like it's just the all I am. But, but we forget to include our, you're like, you're saying it. You're the one saying I am. So you are part of that. You are part of the God. And then um, one of the commandments, the greatest commandment of all <laughs> was love, the, love your neighbor as yourself. <laughs> which we you know refer to as the golden rule in a lot of education systems is love your neighbor as yourself and included in that is that as yourself so the neighbor is you so love them as if you would love yourself and so that also includes hate them as if you're going to hate yourself you know and fear them as if you're going to fear yourself because that's what we do anything that we hate or fear or love is us projecting or, or reflecting both Sometimes it's a production, sometimes a reflection of, of you. So best of all to choose to love because that's what you're going to get back to. That's absolutely, absolutely. But I mean, best of all to choose, all the emotions are up for grabs. So like experience all of them because they're all part of the spectrum and they're important to being human. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just love all the time, <laughs> but you can be in love and still like, and still experience those other things too yeah yeah that's true well you know it, it brings me back to the point that we were discussing before dissociation and association so mm. uh 
a part of dissociation is also that people are afraid of uh, you know emotions that are perceived negative you know anger sorrow and grief and whatnot so sometimes people dissociate because of that but i would say that is going to be a wrong approach because partly emotional management at that point of time okay but if it is taken into the longer term well all the emotions are, make up the human psyche like there is also fire there is also water on the same planet sometimes fire can give life sometimes even water which is said to give life can destroy life so all of the emotions are important in any or the other way uh, it is always better to like address that grief address that sorrow because it is there it is a part of us if if it is not seen it will like if we are happy the happiness spills over if we are angry the ang the anger will spill over if we are like unhappy it will spill over so yeah we we can always uh, choose all the emotions but the emotions can occur inside us as well due to the circumstances or things happening or sometimes even thinking if it is not taken care of we have a danger of spilling it over around you're saying that like in the spilling over it could be damaging to other people and yourself yeah yeah it's already yeah. damaging us like as long as we we don't face it or stop it it will go yeah totally like best case scenario you can do it incrementally and release those things because a lot of the time i know that i've definitely been pulled into like a drama that i i didn't want to be a part of but it was because there was something in me that was being triggered mm -hmm. and um something that unconscious that i I didn't want to be there. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was there, but I could feel it. And I was like, oh, I wish this wasn't happening. But it kind of turned off of like my being aware and and just put me immediately like now I'm a character. Now I'm participating in this drama. Mm -hmm. And and it did result in um in the conflict and in a lot of emotion being expressed. Um, which it ha it happens and like I know. Like I have a fear of conflict and I know that a lot of people do, like they just don't want to have to deal with that. But at the same time, um, in doing that, in playing out that drama, even though it was painful and maybe extremely vulnerable and uncomfortable, um, as I was coming out of it, I could feel like I could feel my body. I could feel like that good heaviness, you know, like after a good cry where you like, you feel like, oh, wow, I, I feel like I just like drained the bathtub. <laughs> like yeah. I just like let out, I let it all out and it feels good. Um, so I know you're talking about like spilling over and in a way it was, it was a spilling over of all of that emotion, but it was something that was triggered from something in the past that I had dissociated from. Um, so like we're, we're get, we get pulled into if you don't like do the work on your own, you'll, you will get pulled into um, a play or a drama um, with somebody else who has like the perfect match of, uh, of that being played out where they like, they, they resemble that 
thing that's triggering you. And for you, for them, you're playing for them as well. So you play something different for them. So it's not just like, it's not just your responsibility, which I feel like a lot of people will go, they're like, oh, it's your fault this happened. But really both of those characters are super key. They pulled each other into each other so that they could play out that scenario so that something could be released. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes it does end in fire and destruction, mm. but sometimes that's necessary for things to, for new things to grow, for we, like, we need that to be done, you know? So sometimes you have to do that in order to get to a place where you can move on. It's, it's really uncomfortable and I know I don't like it, <laughs> but I know like I've definitely had experiences where it's been very healing to do that no absolutely let yeah. My, yeah yeah but but oh just to, to let myself do it it wasn't like intentionally I was like okay I'm going for the ride <laughs> there's still like one little observing part of me that's like okay we're doing this because it's here so let's you know you can either if you're suppressing conflict so that's the other thing like so if you're trying really hard to not let that thing spill over that's another thing that's you know suppression so there's your dissociation where you're like completely cutting yourself off from it and mm -hmm. hiding it mm -hmm. it's still part of you and then there's the pushing it down where you're aware that it's there but you refusing to let it come up mm -hmm. um that causes its own issues could mm -hmm. like you can decide you know there's no judgment though like you can decide to keep carrying that for as long as you decide you don't want to carry it anymore and that's really the rule is like you can decide when you're done feeling that way and carrying that story. Um, but if you do decide that you don't want to do it anymore, you just, you, you feel so much better. You almost feel like you've leveled up. You're like, oh, I can go to the next level now. I don't have to, I don't have to deal with that. You know, if it comes up again, I'll be at a higher level. Like if you're playing a video game, you're like, oh, my character is stronger this time. So even though I had to fight those, like, so like you're, you started as level one <laughs> and you had to fight like a level five, you know, opponent and they're like so much stronger than you, but then you level up to level six. So when you go and fight that opponent, you have an advantage now. Like you, you still have to fight, but mm -hmm. you're so much stronger. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. So this, the point of suppression that you brought up, I, I was actually, when I was talking about dissociation, I was actually some, in some way referring to suppression. You know, it's there, mm -hmm. but I just choose to not look at it. It's not there for me. That is actually suppression. It's there, but I'm not looking at it. I have other things to do. Mm. So, yeah, I was talking about suppression. And I like, wonder if there's yeah. got to be like an overlap, maybe overlap it might be it might be it might be because dissociation there is also like a positive dissociation where and you know uh there is some place there are some experiences there are some people with with which you have uh don't have good experiences so they they formed an important part of your life before but revisiting them is not what you want to do because it was a past that you don't want to think about it might have had its good points, but you just don't want to go there again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that in that case, it sounds like there's like a uh, a healing that needs to happen if you were to ever 
be around those people again. Cause if like, if, yeah, if you haven't healed from whatever that was, then being around those people are going to trigger you mm-hmm. and, and lead to, you know, possibly more problems. But then if you're like, okay, I'm aware that I get triggered when I'm around those people or that situation, then that means, um, I'm just not going to go there for now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's good to like check in and go like, can I go there? Nope. <laughs> but maybe someday you will. And maybe someday you never will. And either of those things are okay. Yeah. Well, that reminds me of a Bollywood movie, which is one of my favorites till, till date. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's a life story of an athlete, Milka Singh. It's known as okay. Bhag, Bhag Milka Bhag. So a part of it was because as a child, because uh, when India gained independence, India was partitioned into India and Pakistan. So uh, my state, Punjab, where I come from, actually was a really big state before. And a lot of it, a huge chunk of it was on the Pakistan side. Pakistan also has still has a Punjab state in it too. So when the partition happened, many people came from the Pakistan side to the India side. And like they had to face like unsayable consequences while coming and unsayable dangers while coming. So uh, it actually, you know, impacted a lot on Milka Singh's brain, who was a child at that time because he lost all of his family in the riots that ensued over there. So uh, there comes a time he gradually works his way up to become one of the world record-breaking athletes for India. And there comes a time when uh, there is an initiative taken by Indian and Pakistani government to have a, a friendly sports meet in Pakistan. So because Milka Singh being the face of the Indian athletics, he is uh, like asked to lead the contingent to go there. And he says, you know, I'm sorry, I won't go to go there because uh, there is like my family was uh, killed there and it's just not good for me. The dialogue in the movie goes like uh, there is there is blood flowing in the air there and I won't be able to breathe there. Wow. Yeah. So at that time, like he's meeting with the prime minister, the very first prime minister of India. He says, you know, you are a soldier and every soldier has to fight himself sometimes. So you should do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it is shown that he goes there and then he visits the, his old village where he used to live as a child. And there he meets up with his uh, old friend, his childhood friend. He's still alive. He has a family now. And through the process, like healing happens. Like he's told that at that time, the it's not that there were bad people, that it was, it was just the circumstances wasn't, weren't right. And that the people from the same community who were butchering people from his community, they helped his friend like go up in life, have a settled life, have a family, have like study and have a job and everything. This is just 
proceeding to the very last uh, race that he had to run in, in the stadium the next day. And I, I really like the way it is shown. Like he wins the race and he's just like taking a lap slowly. And it is shown that he's just looking forward, just slowly running. And when he looks on the side, it is his childhood, uh, like the, the actor who plays his child, his childhood self is also running on the side. Oh yeah. That is like, you know, it has so many, this, this movie specifically has so many hidden messages and symbols about so many things and three hours long, but I liked it. So I, I, that message was like, you know, I'm now healed. There was a yeah. child, there was a child who was like mentally killed at that point of time. And he had to go through a lot, but now he met him again kind of healing has happened wow you gotta like send me the the name of that movie so i can find it somewhere because that sounds amazing yeah yeah Yeah, i will yeah you should have a look i think it's i think it is on netflix i'll send you the movie okay cool Mm -hmm. It's heavy. It's heavy. Yeah, about it. <laughs> that's huge. <laughs> I just I keep thinking I'm like, I wonder if like, well, I guess you could interpret it in many different ways. But like him running alongside his childhood self was like he left. He left his his childhood self there when mm. he like he had left him behind. And so when he went back to run that race, he was retrieving him in a way he was like okay i'll take you back you know like we're home yeah sounds like a super powerful story yeah yeah it, it was like uh nowadays like biopics have become a commonplace in bollywood but this movie is the first one that you know uh was a defining moment in the biopic movies in bollywood so biopic what like, does that mean based on someone's life exactly the way it is okay. not inspired. Oh, okay based on it okay yeah yeah because inspired can add they can add in a lot of different things yeah. okay inspired. Cool. inspired is like you know you take the story but change all the characters and some of the situations yeah but this is the way it is though with a little bit of changing here and there in bollywood but yeah it is strong and this thing and there's one other thing which I really affected me a lot, but it is unrelated. We'll talk some other time. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, yeah, healing has to happen. You know, uh, sometimes it might happen if we go back. <laughs> Let's see yeah. if I go back or not. <laughs> yeah, and like, it's not like everyone has their own way to do it, and there's no, there's no one size fits all, and that's like something that should go for everything um the people that are listening to us talking right now should know that what we're saying is just based off of things that we've lived and experienced and how we understand the world but that's from our perspectives and like if you resonate with it then great and if you don't then like leave it behind you you can use discernment you can say that doesn't apply to me and then move on with your life (laughs) but 
uh, you could choose to be offended as well if that's what you want to do. Um, but I mean, what's the point? <laughs> like just just find someone else that has a story that you resonate with, and then that will work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so I think like there's a lot of like a lot of people um, that will just like latch onto hating something. They're like, what you say is wrong. It's like, okay, well then like go find someone that's saying something you agree with. Like you don't have to stick around and listen to the person that's saying something that you don't agree with. Like, that's just like, you're trying to shut them down. There's over 7 billion people in the world. Everyone's gonna have a different perspective on something. <laughs> It's it's a little bit like I don't mean to be like mean or like straight up, but like it's a little naive to be like, no, you have to think my way only. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because that that feels easy. You know, what if all the people were like us? I'm thinking people will be thinking in the same way, and we will have a world that of our dreams because everybody's <laughs> dreaming it the same way. But that doesn't actually oh. happen. I really hope that I'm, I'm really glad everyone's not like me. That would be too much. <laughs> same here, same here. Oh We'd God. all be wishing that we weren't here. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. How can, how can we get it in the game? Does anyone have an idea? How can we do it? I don't know. Let's just see what happens. <sighs> oh, God. Got <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then we'd all just start crying they're like i just remembered something <laughs> i have to tell you something yeah, yeah, yeah. you're a crybaby you're a crybaby too <laughs> we're all crybabies <laughs> let's all sit by ourselves <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah what a world it would be <laughs> I don't want to be in that world. <laughs> it's funny though. I'm grateful to be able to laugh now because that's what I wanted. I'm like, I want to be able to laugh about this. So I'm going to find a way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you know, the, the, the same thing, right? You're going to going there, actually acknowledging, talking about it, perspectives meeting does help. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I was, I was just, I kind of like was daydreaming a little bit, because um, I was thinking, I'm like, if this is our, if this is our first episode, then maybe we should say a little bit of something about who people are listening to, if they have no idea who you are and have no idea Absolutely. who I am. Absolutely, yes, 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 yes. We don't even remember that. I know, but I think it's funny. I, like, it's nice to have like. Have the experience of who we are. We can still add on a, like a little intro later and be like, "This is us." But I think we should maybe say something now about like who we are in brief, <laughs> because okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'll be the spectator. You be you introduce yourself, and then I'll <laughs> then you be the spectator. I'll be I'll introduce myself. Okay, I. <laughs> My name is Samantha Julie Nicole Medendart. I like to use the whole name because it sounds like a poem, as one of my French teachers used to say. So if you don't like it, well, whatever, you can just call me Samantha <laughs> or Sam. People call me Sam all the time, but I do prefer Samantha, BT Dub. 
Um, I am born in Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada. Uh, I just had a birthday, so that's pretty cool. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. very good. Happy birthday. Thank you. So I'm a smidge older, but on the inside, I'm still about the same. I'm either four or I'm 108 or somewhere in the middle. <laughs> so today, I didn't really know. I might be like in my 20s today. <laughs> Actually, some moments I was definitely six years old. <laughs> um, okay, I guess things that I'm interested in, philosophy. Uh, I have a degree in philosophy. I have a minor in printmaking. Uh, I, I'm just like an all around artist. So like I live the artist life. I, I paint, that's a painting in the background that I've done. I dance, I draw, I sing, I compose music, I play the piano, that thing back there too. Um, and I also think a lot and I think too much. And I also enjoy being in the soup, which, which uh, in our conversation earlier, which you have, we didn't record, unfortunately, but maybe we'll talk about it another time. Um, just referring to um, like being uh, one with everything or being in the flow or chi or reiki, uh, just being in the soup, like in the present moment. So yeah, I think that's a pretty good summary. <laughs> Well, that, that summarizes it too well. And I am a little bit scared now. How am I going to do summarize it for myself? <laughs> you can do it. You know you, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. I'll try. Anyhow. <laughs> so my name is Gursumar Singh. I am from India, Punjab, city of Ljubljana. And I am currently residing in Thunder Bay, Canada, Ontario. And I met uh, Samantha here through a dance group where we were dancing Bhangra together, which is a dance from my country, which is a folk dance from my city, not city, from my state of Punjab. And I would, I'd, I'd want to say I was astonished that, wow, a bunch of white girls doing Bhangra, that is impressive. <laughs> that is, wow, <laughs> a bunch of white girls out there. And that was usually the reaction. <laughs> and and uh, all of this is happening under the leadership of a lady from South America, uh, from the country of Colombia. Colombia, yes. Very nice lady, very nice company. And uh, so, something, uh, one thing led to the other. Uh, I, I first met that lady in 2014 when like uh, we were on our own orientation in the university and we didn't know her at that time, but me and my friend, we, we met and we started doing there and the rest is history. We know each other. I'm still dancing. I'm also an actor. Uh, I've been in performing arts. I've done stage shows with the performing arts club at the college. I've done uh, one of a couple of movies, student films, and also 10 by 10. And my educational background, I'm actually an engineering graduate in electronics and communication back from India. And I did my postgrad diploma in business and safety management over here. And uh, what else? Currently, I'm not pursuing anything related to my education, which is uh, a shocker and 
interesting thing in itself because I have other plans and I'm not as old as her, but near to her. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> He's not 108. <laughs> yeah, I'm, if she's 108, I'm more like 104 or something near that. That would tell you the real age. But yeah, uh, I'm also, I'm also, uh, I'm sorry I cut you off. No, I'm just laughing at that. I, you didn't cut me off. Mm -hmm. I cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. And so uh, I, I also am uh, a little bit of a poet and a writer because my thing actually, my love with performing arts, dancing and acting, it started with writing in my college. I didn't know that I could write a little bit. So I've written many poems, haven't done any in public, but actually a couple of them over here as a part of uh, a variety show and just as a filler in uh, February 2021 show for our one access with the Performing Arts Club. Other than that, not many people know I write, but I'm blessed with the, that talent as well. But I'm also blessed with a brain that runs at a jet speed in a body that runs at the speed of a bullet cart. A what car? A bullet cart. A bullet cart. Yeah. Uh, What's that? <laughs> a cart that is pulled by buffaloes. Oh, is <laughs> is that fast? It sounds fast. No. No, it's it's not a race. <laughs> it's not a racing cart and buffaloes. Is there a flautist? Sorry. <laughs> is there someone playing the flute? <laughs> Never mind. Uh, well. And I and I get uh, to things a little bit slowly. That's that's the worst part too. I think a lot, but it comes out really, really slow, and some things get in really, really slow. Insight, it's hard to control. A hurricane in your head. <laughs> yeah, thinking a lot. Uh, Samantha was talking about the soup, and. Uh, I'm a little bit of a religious, I'm a Sikh. I identify myself as a Sikh. And so there is like, I can relate this to God experience. There's a thing that the creator in, in Sikhi, we say that creator is the part of the creation and creation is in the creator. So by being in the soup, I can relate it to the way that we are trying to experience our greater self, trying to see, if, uh, trying to feel the God that is omnipresent kind of in that way, because uh, tapping into the higher potential actually raises your potential. It gives you peace, it gives you like whatnot, and it helps to calm the mind. That's more important. Calm the mind down so that we can actually bring it out, dog it out, and not just be uh, bogged down by our own brains. Oh yeah. Good, good if you have a lot of anxiety. I have a lot of anxiety. So like, oh, that's why I'm like, you're like, how did your morning start? And it's like, well, I have a routine in the morning and it involves the soup. So like, I'll get up and I'll have, my brain will start to try to do that anxious attachment. And then I'll just go out and I'll practice a little bit of Tai Chi, mm -hmm. breathe and yeah, just feel that connection, what you're talking about, that um, connection with God. I, I interpret it because I have, um what's it called yeah because not being a christian anymore 
I don't like to use that lingo for myself. Mm -hmm. I don't take offense to it at all. But when I say it, I can feel a little like little twinned inside myself because it's like it's probably triggering something. Um, so I just oh, I'm <laughs> I sorry think, about that. Oh no, no, it's not you you can use it freely, but I if you're gonna say God, I'll probably say like just like oneness. I feel good about saying this like oneness. Mm -hmm. So God, oneness, source. Um it also feels like uh, like full dimensionality. Does that make sense? Like being in a full, you're not in 3D, you're like your other dimensions. You're connecting to, to higher things and unseen things. Yep. The unseen dimension, which exists yeah. and can be felt. Yes, exactly. Totally. Uh, that was a great introduction, Grismar. I, I, I took a long time. I blabbered a lot. No, you you delivered it really nicely. I was just like point form, because I I feel like people that will listen to the podcast will will get to know us along the way as well. I just yep. got to know a little bit more about you, so that's cool. Okay. Um, and it, we we are talking about you sharing some of your poetry, um, hopefully in the future. And I also write some poetry too. I usually oh, nice. post on Instagram, um, with images. <laughs> or they turn into like songs i've only like written two songs that have lyrics though but yes yeah the poetry that like that's like your connection with the soup <laughs> yep yep absolutely absolutely <laughs> it's like you're writing the ingredient list <laughs> <laughs> or, this or, this is what's in the soup this is how you make the soup this is what the soup tastes like <laughs> what or, it smells like mm -hmm. true true <laughs> Or maybe, you know what, you, you talked about it, something just came to my mind. It's kind of the soup connecting to me as well. Yeah. Because we, we don't have to assert something. That's my experience with the poetry. We don't have to assert something. We don't have to force ourselves to write. The words just come. And if we start writing it, we start interacting with it. It, it, it makes, uh, what do we say? It forms itself. Yeah. That's a real thing. That's like, yeah, an experiential thing as well. Mm -hmm. I feel that with like dancing, like improvised dancing, mm -hmm. um, where if I can quiet my mind enough and just be like in my body, then it's like everything that's connected to me is starts to translate in my body. And I'm not doing it. It's mm -hmm. it's like a channeling of it. So yeah. So like when you're like writing poetry, it's like you're you're channeling that. It's not it's not you and it is you yeah absolutely yeah because i'm i don't know um if you've experienced this but like reading something that you've written after the fact and you're like whoa that's cool and it's like not words i would have thought and like some like revelations that come out that you didn't consciously put there no, that that that's does how. happen that does happen you know reading and uh I have the recordings of my poems that I uh, recited and, you know, uh, looking, uh, just uh, viewing that, I was actually, you know, moved. Mm. I'm, you mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to like blab or something because I would be Is honest, it healing? Yeah, maybe because most of the time I would say I would, I'm a little bit like shy seeing myself do something like seeing my acting and trying to criticize it or anything but mm. 
I don't know. I was I just viewed that because I wanted to view the show how it went, and I was actually affected by what I said, and that I think is rare. Yeah, because you were like you were really there. You were in the moment when that was happening. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's like connection yeah. and back connection happened at that that point. It's cool because like you've captured a moment in time as well. And then being able to play it back is like, is such a treat with technology. Um, and it can suck sometimes if it's not a moment you want to remember. But <laughs> I know that for dancing, like when I do record something and then like I release it and mm -hmm. let other people see it, then I'll, I'll will watch it. I have myself like usually a bunch of times and like I don't like I don't see myself so when I'm watching it like I'm like oh that's Samantha or Lady Amalfia if like that's the name I'm going by and like that's that person in that moment performing it and like I don't recognize myself usually yeah I can well usually most of the time I'm like oh it's like is that what my face looks like like and then and then there's like there's times where I'll watch it and I'll have my inner critique just running its it's dialogue and criticizing and judging and then I'll be like okay this isn't good and then the next time I'll like just sit and like be present and like well what if this was someone I didn't know and then watching it and then going like oh yeah okay so it's like it's it's, it's neat because you get to see yourself in different ways yeah it, it comes back to that thing yeah you know uh for the viewing ourselves we are able to dissociate ourselves from what we are now to what we were at that time we are not connected in any way because if we were we would be like uh i don't know i don't think we would have been affected or be, being honest be, we would have been honest with our viewing our performance we should we are i think we're able to dissociate with what we are seeing and who we are the person doing that is us but it is not who we are right now yeah well because it's like it looks like an external person right like yeah. it looks like you're looking at you are looking at someone else mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a strange thing about it. You're playing a character in your own drama. <laughs> hey everyone, thank you so very much for listening. We hope it was of some value to you. This podcast is about us expressing our own thoughts and we do not intend to harm or hurt any individual or community's feelings or beliefs. Please let us know in the comment section below what you think or if you have any topics that you want us to talk about. We're eager to hear from you. Please give us a thumbs up if you liked us. Subscribe to our channel and press the bell icon so that you can get notified when we post new content. If someone came to your mind while listening to us, please share this with them right now. Spread the word. This is Gursamar Singh, signing off things right now with my fellow deep thinker, Samantha Jolene. Take care, stay safe, and we'll see you next time.